Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 201. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road. I love sports. Andy. Uh, I think I missed what you said there. I don't know what's going on. Are you hearing me? I did, but I, I missed a word there. I said, I love sports, Andy. Oh, well, that's a very true statement. Yeah, I figured you'd enjoy that one. It's also false sometimes, but... Let's yeah, <laughs> sometimes you and sports don't get along, but more often than not, you like it. Yeah, when I don't have uh, a rooting interest, uh, it's a lot easier to enjoy the game. A lot like last night, the college football final. Oh, so Alabama really ran through everyone this season. Uh, a completely dominant season this year. One of the best offenses we've ever seen. Uh, and their matchup against Ohio State, that's uh, kind of what happened. Uh, it was a good good game at the start. Ohio State was matching them, but Alabama just could not be stopped. And uh, the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, three touchdowns in the first half, um, but then ended up getting hurt early in the in third, but they didn't they didn't need him. Um, Ohio State was completely demoralized at that point, and I think that the final score is 52 to 24. So it was more competitive than that. At least the first half was was quite competitive. But Alabama is just it's they're too good. It, it's ridiculous. One of their best receivers uh was out most of the season. He came back. And that's what their other receiver is the guy that won the Heisman trophy. Whoa. And I think I mentioned this last week. Their top two receivers from last year were the top two receivers drafted in the NFL. So they lost the two best receiving prospects from last season. And they're still like this dominant. It's it's quite a feat. It's amazing. I'll say that's pretty nuts. Although it's it was a little sad that um, the Heisman Trophy winner there got hurt because they just kept repeating like the story about how like he's overcome the odds because he's smaller than an average receiver, and then uh, and then he got hurt, and that's that's kind of one of the concerns about someone that small is how are they going to hold up in the NFL. Um, so that's that's too bad. You don't want to see that. Like at, at, before he got hurt, there was there was talk like, oh, is he going to be? Will he be the number one uh, receiver drafted uh, this year? Because the true best receiving prospects didn't even play this year. He was a sophomore last year for LSU, and he decided that like I'm so good, I don't need to play, which is true. So he didn't need to take any risks in this COVID season. So that's uh, Jamar Chase. He is gonna. He is still definitely in my mind going to go as the number one receiver. We still got to see some amazing play with that game. So it, it's fun to see great offense. It, the second half wasn't competitive. I, I turned it off uh, like midway through the fourth. So I didn't even watch the end of it, but it uh, wasn't too bad. I, I enjoyed it. Well, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. All righty. Is that all for college football? Yeah. Another season in the books. Another season in the books. Crazy. All right. Well, let's kick things over to uh, baseball. Yeah, baseball still still quite a ways away from the start of the season, but uh, a few moves are happening. Uh, the Padres are all in. So the Padres were kind of a surprise last year, had a really great season, uh, still not as good as the Dodgers and ended up losing to them in the playoffs uh, and, and finishing second in that division. But they want to make a run. They, this, is, this is their time. So they made a couple huge moves. They acquired Ian Snell, who was 
the best pitcher for Tampa for you know the last three four years who was great if if you remember that story he was great in game six against the Dodgers and got pulled early and then the Dodgers were able to get some runs across in that game and win the World Series and he was clearly unhappy and I think uh you know it seemed like they were going to trade him because of everything because of the way the Rays operate but also just that was too devastating so Padres went out and got one of the best pitchers in in the sport and then they also went and traded for another top line pitcher you darvish so that's two aces that they they got to add to this team that has such a devastating offense so hot dog i mean i don't know what that leaves them with future prospects but what it says is that they're all in that this is it's a good time to be a san diego fan especially because they don't have a shitty football team anymore i'll say (laughs) But uh, they weren't the only team to make to make some moves. The New York Mets, who have a new owner, which is good for their fans. They have had kind of a rough streak. Uh, their previous owners were caught up in the uh, Ponzi scheme guy thing. <laughs> God damn it. I forgot oh. that guy. What's that guy's name? Ponzi Bernie scheme. Madoff? Yeah, Bernie Madoff. They were caught up in the Bernie Madoff thing and were kind of poor for the last 15 years and couldn't make big moves anymore. Uh, now the new ownership's in, and they have made a big move acquiring Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco from the Indians. That's great. I've always been a big fan of Lindor. I don't think he's really met his full potential there in Cleveland. And Carrasco has talent and has been around for a while, and he's just, he could just be a solid starter to fill in the rotation. But again, those that's the, the move of a team that uh, is ready to compete here. They were, I think, a massive disappointment in that 60-game season last year. I thought I expected more out of the Mets. But now with this, I think they're, they're going to be pretty solid. Now they can shine. Yeah. Uh, and then there's one other baseball story from this week. It's not a happy one. Um, Tommy Lasorda, the oh yeah, the face of the Dodgers, uh, he, he passed this week at 93 years old. And that's almost a miracle in itself because... Uh, he he does not seem like a guy who is out there to take care of his body, but, you know, more to have a good time. So, I mean, what's, what's the saying? I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. Well, he ended up being there for a good time and a long time. So, uh, yeah, and they say, you know, they always are like, what's your secret to being so old? And it's like, well, I drink a Diet Coke every day and I. Flush it down with a cigarette. Wow. Well, he actually, he was slim fast. Do you remember those commercials? I don't remember the commercials, but I know the brand. Yeah, he was like the slim fast, uh, you know, spokesperson. And it's like, all right, yeah. So this this fat guy got a little less fat. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Drinks. Uh, well, they could uh, go at it as an uh, age enhancer. Keeps you old. Keeps sure. you, uh, you know, alive. They should look into it. I don't know. Is that even a thing anymore? Can you find slim fast on the... I think they sell to like CVS. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know, but uh, I, I've enjoyed watching Tommy over the years. Uh, by the time I really started watching the Dodgers, he was had already retired as manager, but he's just been around the team in so many ways. One of my favorite images ever was an all-star game where he came out to be a, like a third base coach, like an honorary third base coach, even though he had already retired. And there was a broken bat that flew out towards him. <laughs> And he just fell on his ass and rolled over and it was 
it was it's one of the funniest things when he funniest sports center highlights you'll you'll find out there and um i bet they made a funny sound effect oh yeah it's it, it was great but uh it's just a guy who was with the dodgers organization i want to say for at least at least 60 years maybe longer i think he, he started playing with them so if he, if he was in his 90s yeah 70 years like uh famously he made the dodgers draft his nephew who went on to become mike piazza who was you know an absolute star but i, I don't think there's I don't know if there was any more uh, sports figure uh, as beloved as him in Los Angeles uh, left after after Kobe. So um, that's two in a, a twelve months, but uh, this one's a little different. The yeah, this one's a little more like oh yeah, yeah. This is he not had a good run. This is more a celebration of of uh, you know a wonderful life of a positive human being. You know, I was driving on the twenty two today. And there was one of those digital billboards and I couldn't read the whole thing because I was driving, but um, it had a quote of his about bleeding blue and this and that it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That was out in like Garden Grove area, too. So close to uh, the Los Angeles Angels territory, which, you know. Yeah, I mean, but doesn't really matter. The, the Dodgers have a have a footprint uh, all throughout the Southern California region. So this is true. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I can't really salute uh, on an audio podcast, but I will. Uh, I will be thinking of him when the Dodgers take the field the next time. And uh, it truly is great that they were able to win this last one right before uh, he was gone. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, it, it's like those things when they're they're finally at peace and they can go. Yeah, he's That's like all a, I needed to see. You know? He's going to be helping the Dodgers like only they can see him. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what what do we have next year? What? I so said, what do we <laughs> what do we have next? I, that's that's it for baseball. Oh, I thought you said, what do we have next year? <laughs> <laughs> we are going to kick over to uh, hockey now. Yes. Hockey. The- I heard you say next year. Oh, well, I mean, it is next year already, right? This is true. Well, um. Well, neither of us, neither of us are Canadian. Uh, they still do play hockey in the United States of America uh, at this moment, I believe. Uh, not much hockey in the United States of America last year, though, as nope. the the bubble, the hockey bubble was all in Canada. But uh, we've got a new season starting. It's starting Wednesday, so that's tomorrow for for you out there. Um, so a little little later than the basketball season start, but uh, they're. They're ready to go, and uh, I hope it goes well. I think it's uh, their hockey people are. I don't want to say insane; that seems mean, but hockey people are very passionate, and uh, this has been quite a long layoff here for for them. For I mean, outside of this, their bubble here. So uh, I think I'm happy for them that they're gonna they're gonna have this back. Because yeah, for. Our local teams, it's been almost an entire 12 months, right? Yeah, just about. Yeah, because they didn't, like, uh, both our local teams here, Kings and Ducks, weren't good enough to even get to the the bubble experience. So, um, yeah, it's been a long time uh, for those people. So, that's fun. And I, and I hope it goes well because uh, in the NBA, we're we're having some issues right now. Have you been uh, paying attention to any of these uh, NBA problems here? Uh, are you talking about like uh, 
or uh, not Ky- uh, Kawhi, Kyrie Irving. It's, it's definitely involved, uh, and I, we will talk about that. But just in general, the uh, the COVID issues. COVID has come for the NBA. It is it is time. The NBA uh, did such a great job with the bubble. They they you know got all the bad feelings out of the way. But it's a new year, and COVID wants its revenge. So just just in the past few days, we've had. Uh, multiple games suspended or or postponed. Uh, we had Philly had to play Denver with seven active guys on the team, but like it was it was Dwight Howard and like four rookies. <laughs> that was their lineup. Uh, just just miserable. And then yeah, so right now Boston, Dallas, and Miami are all uh, experiencing COVID issues. Players being out, and it's I don't know. I think the the rules are are pretty strict, and that's kind of what's what's hurting them. There is it's not just if you have a positive, but if you are around someone who has a positive, and uh, there's a lot of pressure to to just shut down the NBA for about two weeks and start again. But they, I think they, that'd be just silly. They're not going to do it. They're going to push through. But but right now, some of these games you're just seeing there's nobody's out there. Uh, I think that the rule is you have to have at least eight people available to or else the game gets postponed uh so with philly they pretended i think they pretended ben simmons could play because ben simmons was only he was uh, not available due to injury not uh covet issues but then they they said like oh no he's available so we have our eight guys but he wasn't actually available and didn't play so um, hmm. it's not great so right, right right now the miami heat are playing they're playing philly who has their people back uh for the most part but Miami is playing without Jimmy Butler, Myers Leonard, and Bam Adebayo and Avery Bradley. So uh, they're two best players. So that's that's a problem. Uh, yet they lead by eight at the half. So yeah, you just you need to have you know the LeBron of every team, the team captain guy. Just tell everyone, hey, look, I get it. You like going to you know strip clubs and this and that with and being with uh, you know for your friends and all this. You're going to pay eight million dollars this year. Some of you, maybe five hundred thousand. Well, yeah, right, off for now. Right now, they're actually they are being very strict, and that's causing some of the problems. Um, when you're on the road, they 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 ruled you can't even you can't go out, you can't leave your hotel room. And right now, a lot of these teams are playing two consecutive games at the same arena, like. So, like, uh, when San Antonio comes out here, this happens anyways, but they'll come out here and play Lakers and Clippers. So, Popovich was complaining. They said they spent, I think, four days in their hotel. So, they played two games over four days and had to stay in their hotel the entire time. Well. And it's just miserable for these. In the days of, you know, VR and I just got AirPod Pros and I actually kind of prefer watching movies on my phone now versus the TV because you can let it rip. So I don't feel sorry for these guys who have every device in the whole wide world at their fingertips. And, uh, you know, aren't mo- uh, not uh, most, but some of these guys are gamers. So those people are fine. The other people just give them a VR headset and let them get wowed. And the other ones upgrade their room. Are these people bringing their playstation 5s on the road with them and setting them up in the hotel i'm sure they travel with a posse who sets it up i don't know no there's no posses anymore by posse i mean themselves can be a posse a posse of one but how hard is it to pack they have go bags you know 
if if this is too stressful for some of them, there is an option. Uh, Kyrie Irving, ever the trailblazer, has has figured out the uh, a loophole, and that is to just not play ever again. And then if you don't have to play, then you can go out to anyone's birthday party because who cares? So Kyrie uh, hasn't played in, I think, in, in a week, maybe over a week uh, for personal reasons. So no one really knows what's going on, but he's not playing. And now yesterday he was caught uh, filmed at a birthday party. So uh, it just seems like he's opting out. We didn't have any opt outs this year from the season. Uh, like we did with the bubble, but it feels like Kyrie just a couple few weeks into the season has decided, and I'm I'm out. I'm not doing this. Must be nice, I guess. But I I don't get how. I mean, isn't he already kind of a despised player in the league, like Durant? I wouldn't I don't think doing I, that is uh, gonna get you any kudos with uh, the people who are playing. No, but he's he's locked in. He's got a contract. I, I wonder how is he still getting paid out? Like I I don't know. That's we also saw what chemistry could do to a team. I'm talking about your boys last year falling apart in the uh, you know 24th hour. Yeah, well, there's there's a good enough amount of talent on Brooklyn. I don't know if they necessarily need them, although they did lose uh, Dinwiddie for the season. But Durant's been great, and they still they still have players there. So uh, and maybe maybe they're better off just saying, "All right, Kyrie, if you don't feel good, just go home the rest of the year. We'll come back next year." All those, all those next year is going to be better people. I think we're we're wrong anyways. Where it's like oh, twenty twenty, it's like well, it's still going to be shit in twenty twenty one, and maybe Kyrie was one of those people he thought everything was just going to magically get better, and he just couldn't handle the reality. Maybe, I guess we'll see. I do not know what's going to happen with him. The reality is, I still have hardly watched any basketball. Um, Lakers are just banned from uh, ever being watched in their own city, which, you know, makes a lot of sense. Um, just got to get Time Warner cable. You got to go back in time. Yeah, I will not go back to the future and get that. I have Hulu. Uh, ABC and Disney owns everything. So don't they own Time Warner cable somehow? I don't know. Time Warner cable is too big. They don't even call themselves that anymore. That's how uh, big. They're Spectrum now, aren't they? Yeah. Bullshit. Oh, you got to be worried about that. Well, you want me to tell you about some fun players this year? Please do. Uh, so, you know, Damian Lillard, right? I, I'm aware. He shoots all the threes. He's From very far. Um, what if I were to tell you that he is not the best three point shooting guard on his own team this year? Was, Was it, it the uh, cool Urkel, Stefan? Uh, yeah. CJ McCollum is actually uh, averaging more points this year than Damian Lillard, and he's he's shooting 45% from three on 11 attempts per game. That's because he wasn't in the studio in the offseason of that was uh, you know three weeks long rapping. He was on the court shooting. Yeah. He has uh, – yeah, I'd like to think that it was hard work that brought him here, but it is quite an amazing shooting season. It, it's early, but that's that's ridiculous, and – I don't know if it'll hold up over a whole season that he actually ends up better than Damian Lillard, but uh, I like him as a person. I like McCollum more as a person, I think, than Lillard. So that's that's fun. Uh, and if if Lillard ever gets super hot along with this performance, that could be a fun few weeks. 
I'm still not high on Portland overall, but uh, this is this has been quite unexpected for him. He's he's been a, a solid player for a while now, like a little below All Star tier, but I mean he's definitely he's he's going to be an All Star starter the way he's played so far. Well, good for him. I like him. Yeah. Well, I've got another fun uh, performance from this past week. Lamelo Ball of the famous Ball family. The people. You that know make- what? I did get to watch most of that game. Yeah. Well, Lamelo uh, turned in a triple double this past week. Uh, Remarkable. After falling short by uh, an assist, uh, like the game, I think maybe the game right before it, um, he has shown that he has the ability to fill the stat sheet at least. Still not a great looking shooter, but he's big enough to go get rebounds and a good enough passer to uh, get double digit assists. And he's a real player. He looked pretty good. Um, I mean, he didn't do anything crazy, but it's also what his third game, maybe. Yeah, uh, but it was fun. I think he drained a three I saw over his brother. Um, and his shot isn't as ugly, which I like. The other kid shot like it kind of behooves me as to how he even gets that thing up in the air. You ever yeah. try and mimic some of these guys shots? Sean Marion, ugliest player in the NBA. Also the ugliest shot in the NBA. Yeah, well, you don't have to see it anymore. Sean Marion's long gone. I know, but I'll never forget. There are some other weirdos. Do you, do you remember Joachim Noah's free throws? He he was the kind of guy too where I had to leave the room and even showed his face. I just I couldn't <laughs> deal with it. He had like sideways spin on his free throw shot. It's like, what are you? What are you doing? Like how? We should make a list of the weirdest basketball players, whether it be the way they dribble, the way they shoot their free throws, the way they shoot in general, uh, their demeanor on or off the court. Greg uh, Ostag, number one. Oh yeah, he always. I don't even know what movie it was, but he just seemed like a like he'd be Farva and Super Troopers where he's just covered in powdered sugar. (laughs) What the fuck? No idea why, but that guy is he was very his name is Ostertag. Yeah, that's weird. Well, this started out nice. We were complimenting players and then it just got mean. Well, you did it. Yeah, my fault. (laughs) But no, I did get to see that game. Um, I still worry about Zion. I still think he needs to shed, you know, 15 pounds because he's not going to be 19 and a half that much longer. And his knees and, you know, ankles, everything just it gets a little harder every year to maintain that weight and the ability to leap like he can. Yeah, I mean, if you see Blake Griffin is like. Not even a real basketball player anymore. So you do did not he roll out in a wheelchair. Did I see? It's it's not looking good for him. So you do not want to end up like that. Just looking out for his well-being. Yeah. I want to see that guy in the NBA for many years to come. And I, I don't want to see him have seasons like he had last year where he played four games. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, all right. Where are we? Are we uh, done with NBA? Yeah, that's all I have there for the NBA. Uh, all right. Well, let's... Uh, Ended out with uh, some NFL. Yeah, the big, the big stuff here. The NFL. We had the first super wild card weekend this past weekend. That means six games. And while it was nice to have six games, they were not all good. They were mostly not good, actually. Um, 
there's really only two games I wanted to kind of go in depth with uh, the first and last ones. So the first the first game to me was the best game of the playoffs so far. Probably the best matchup, at least the Colts and the Bills. Colts were 11 and five and were really good, I think, this year. Uh, they lost a couple games they should have won, but they were, I think, a true com- true competitor, true contender here. Uh, and the Bills have been playing better than anyone in the last eight weeks of the season. So unlucky for the Colts to draw the Bills in the first round to get the seven seed, despite being you know probably pretty good. And then tough for the the Bills, they got that two seed and had to face the Colts, who may may be the third best team in that conference. And uh, the matchup didn't disappoint. You know, big, big offense performance by both teams. The Colts did it their way with a lot of uh, smaller plays, but still put up 450 yards of offense. And and then with the Bills, we saw some crazy Josh Allen bullshit where he's well, he's running and he, it was a design run play. And then it's like, well, last minute, I'm just going to throw it and I'm going to throw it over my shoulder and there'll be a guy. And it just the guy turned uh, the crazy, horrible plays of the past his first two years into magic this year and it's it's remarkable it's one of the biggest turnarounds and a whole lot of fun to watch and it's good that he's got a good enough team around him that won't get to see him in the playoffs like this uh, but the true story of this game was the colts blew it it was uh really hard for me that the chargers were not in the playoffs yet this was a chargers playoff game that i've seen it all before philip rivers was Maybe not great, but he was really good in this game. And the rest of the team let him down with drops, awful play calls, missed field goals, not recovering fumbles, dropping interceptions. Everything you could uh, not want for your team to happen, happened with this game. And they they really blew it. I saw they were the only team ever to uh, have 450 yards of offense and no turnovers and lose in the playoffs. So pretty much a perfect offensive performance yet they couldn't translate it into more than 24 points. And yeah, I was a- and like I said, I've seen it all before. It was depressing. And that that might be the final game for Philip Rivers. Uh he hasn't confirmed whether he'll be back or not. So, uh almost a fitting end to his career in which he is very good but not good enough to overcome his team's mediocrity. It's been 16 years of that. Whew. So, uh, other than that, the other the other games um, were mostly boring. Titans Ravens didn't live up in my in my mind to what that game should have been. Although the team I picked, the Ravens, did win that, so I feel like I did okay picking the games. I picked the Rams, uh, and i I picked Tampa to cover, which they didn't, but they almost did. Uh, I said that you could ignore the Saints Bears, which you should have. That was actually. Uh, sadly, that was the Nickelodeon broadcast. <laughs> Do you remember that from earlier this? Yeah, about that. Um, so I didn't watch a second of the Nickelodeon broadcast, and I only watched a few seconds of the actual broadcast because the Bears are not good. So that was not a fun game to watch. So I uh, mostly skipped that one. Uh, but I really wanted to tune in for the last game of the weekend: Steelers Browns. So the Steelers were eleven and zero to start the season, but really struggled at the end. The Browns were a great story. Uh, we talked about it last week. The whole thing with their their coaching staff being mostly out for this game was just craziness. Uh, but if you remember at the end, how we finished was we believed in the Browns. They didn't need a coach. They can get this done. And they did. 
So I, I was wrapping up dinner. By the time I actually got this game on, it was already 14 nothing. And that's uh, quite sad for some Steelers fans uh, to be in that hole right away. Uh, what a disappointment. I'm sure they were feeling pretty confident going into that game with all the, the, the whole thing with the Browns coach being out. But it just disaster from I think it was the first play that they had offensively. They fumbled it and Cleveland recovered for a touchdown. And then the next possession, interception. Uh, so Ben Roethlisberger, same draft class as Philip Rivers. They've been playing this game for a long, long time. Uh, it might be his last game as well. He threw four interceptions here and just did uh, not look all that good, although he set the record for most completions in a playoff game. Uh, that's because they were down 28 nothing in the first quarter and basically had to throw the ball the entire game. But it was uh, craziness. Uh I, I was really hyped about the game. I thought it was going to be a lot of fun, but it was pretty much over by the first quarter. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Uh, I'm curious where the Steelers go from here. They had some bad defensive injuries that I think really hurt their season here after such a great start, but they do have to make a tough choice. Is this the end for big Ben here? Because I don't think that was a, a good enough performance there. Man, it's a big question. And so we could we could have seen the last of uh, two of the the old guys, and uh, it is actually quite crazy. If you if you had told me in the year two thousand six that uh, in the year twenty twenty that Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Phil Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, and Aaron Rodgers would all still be uh, quarterbacks in the playoffs, that would seem unreal. <laughs> Uh, but here we are, and and of all, all the old guys that played this week, uh, Tom Brady, who's forty four, uh, was the best. So who knows? I bet he's drinking that slim fast. Uh, he he makes his own. It's keeping he, him young. He replicated the formula. But that that's yeah. That's what I have to say about round one here. I do want to move on to. The round two games. So now we're back to uh, only four games this week. So it's a little more manageable. You're talking to take up your entire weekend here. But I'm going to miss having that uh, that morning game that we had two 10 a.m. games. And uh, that that's it now. It's We don't get that this week. So uh, starting on Saturday, the first game, uh, the Rams are going to Green Bay to face the Packers. Packers are a six and a half point favorite. Uh, the Rams have an interesting quarterback situation where their starter was hurt. The backup got hurt in the game and the hurt starter had to come back in to finish the game. Uh, I don't know. I have no confidence. I think it was a, that was a nice upset win for the Rams, but I don't have no confidence. They're going to pull this off in green Bay. I would take green Bay uh, to cover here. Uh, then the second game. So at five o'clock on Saturday, uh, Ravens at bills. This this should be a whole lot of fun. We were deprived last year of uh, Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson because of the Ravens' uh, loss in an earlier round. Uh, but now we now we do get a a great matchup of two young quarterbacks that can the two best running quarterbacks maybe in the league. Uh, although Kyler Murray probably is in that conversation. This should be a lot of fun. I'm excited about this. Buffalo's favored by two. I like that. They're at home. 
I think they'll I think they're gonna win the game, so I'll take those uh I'll take them there. Um then on Sunday we've got the number one seed, Kansas City, uh, at home for the Browns. I don't know if that Browns magic is gonna happen a, a second week in a row. Although I don't like that Kansas City is favored by ten, so I'm actually gonna pick the Browns here. Uh, not to win, but I'll take the the ten points here. So I don't think the Browns, I don't think the Browns will win this game, but I think they'll keep it closer. Uh, we we've seen what Kansas City does is they don't they seem to not want to blow people out anymore. They just want to coast through the game and then uh, just pull it off at the end. And then our final game. This is the true uh, old men going against each other. This is Tampa at New Orleans. So this is Drew Brees. The, I think 41 versus Tom Brady, 44. Uh, and this is this is the third time we've seen it this season. The Saints are 2-0 in this matchup. I don't even want to pick it. Saints are favored by three. They're at home. That's pretty standard. I don't know. I don't care to pick it. I'm not going to make a pick. I don't have to make a pick. Just enjoy it. Yeah, not everything has to be picked. It could just happen yeah. naturally. I think that's fair. I'm not, I'm not going to pick this game. I just don't want to. I don't, I don't have a good feel on it. I, I do want to watch it, though. And I'm not going to root for Tom Brady. Just to make that clear. Well, now we know. Yeah. Especially because Antonio Brown is on that team. And that's just what a disaster. That guy should yeah. not have been allowed back. And he he was. And I don't want to see him succeed. But uh, that's that's our four games this weekend. It's you know down to four, down to down to eight teams in total. Can you believe it? It's it's almost almost over. Yeah. It always happens so quick. That it does. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, should we wrap it up, sports? Yeah. I'm getting, getting a little sad here. Oh, tear in Andy's eye. Much We had so much to talk about today, but some of, so much of it was about endings. Sure, we had some new beginnings with the hockey uh, and the upcoming baseball season, but that's still so far away. And college football is over. The NFL. Basketball is just hitting its stride. Yeah. It's going to have to save us. Yeah, maybe as long as Rudy Gobert doesn't mess up anything. Yeah, we're going to need the NBA to truly defeat COVID for us and inspire the okay. name. Those guys are gigantics. If anyone could, the NBA could defeat COVID. Yes. All right. Well, with that, I think uh, that'll wrap us up for episode 201 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Vaccine Andy. Yes, hopefully. We'll see you later.